0: Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Sip and Said podcast. I'd like to say happy New Year's to everybody that's listening. Everybody that is listening. I think we all should just take the time, you know, to give God thanks for allowing us to make it through uh another year. A rough year, 2020 has been one. We all could just pray and hope that 2021 is going to be a much better year. So, um with that being said, um as I said, I Told you guys this season was gonna be you know, a little different. <clears throat> I got with me, you know, my guy, my bro. Um, he's a well known leader in the suburban community. Uh, mentor. I got with me Minister Jarrell. How's it going today, bro? It's
1: going
2: good, bro. I appreciate all that good stuff you said,
0: Most definitely appreciate man. it. Good. Thank you, man. Thank you for being a part of this podcast, you know. You know, just uh you just being here means a lot to me man i i i appreciate the support that you offer man that that's uh not something that's seen in a african american community you know we all kind of tend to all try to verse more so compete against each other so when whenever i you know see a, see somebody that's willing to work with me somebody that's willing to support me i'm all for it. so uh thanks man appreciate you uh yes sir so uh, i'm sure everybody wondering right now like you know what what uh what inspired you to um uh, become a minister like uh how, what is the story behind you you know becoming a minister and um uh, a motivational speaker you know just becoming the man that you are today like how did that all get started well be honest with you. Uh, even as I myself didn't know <laughs> that I was going to become a minister. Right. Uh, for me, uh, it, it all started. Uh, first
2: of all, it started with motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's something that I had already been doing um, secularly. So, um, as far as speaking, uh, that was easy for me. Just get having that experience. I uh, started in. 2015 I started motivational speaking uh I started out doing it for free just going from different school to school um, the connections that I had uh, with certain teachers certain schools that I had been to in the past um and just them giving me that opportunity to just talk to you know uh the middle school class and then from there it just it just began to build and as I started um you know, going around speaking more and more in 2015, I started to get opportunities where paid opportunities start to come up. And, um, you know, it just, it's, it was been a lot of lessons. But then, um, all of that led me to a, a difficult point in my life where uh, I began to stop doing motivational speaking, stop doing mentorship mm-hmm. uh, because I had lost my mother in uh,
1: 2017
2: wow. and uh yeah I had lost her actually uh, the difficult part about that was that uh I lost her on my birthday you mm, didn't realize that <laughs> it was my birthday until later in the day but wow. um, that that was really difficult for me and uh being uh the last
1: uh, the only one of her four children mm. to see her alive the day before in seconds before she passed um that was that was rough on me,
2: so um, I took a I took a hiatus for about two years. I would imagine um, because yeah, man, I had to get my my mind and emotions right, and uh, even then, you know, uh, my mother was, I guess, my covering, so to speak. So I was left uncovered, and um, you know, I had to deal with uh, deal with life on my own and mm-hmm. deal with. You know the persistence of life on my own, and I had to uh, really begin to turn to God instead of turning to my mother. You yeah, know, she yeah. was my spiritual crutch, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to learn how to turn to God. So, in doing that, uh, man, <laughs> uh, to make a long story short, I, I ended up uh, really wrestling with it uh, because I didn't just lose my mom, I lost relationships mm. I lost um I lost the mentor a trusted friend a trusted mentor yeah and um, you know but it was all good because God sent the right people in my life yeah. uh and I'm sure you know who my mentor is
1: yes but, sir yes sir um, <laughs> he uh he stepped right in and he helped me in the difficult time he lifted me right up um, and uh he saw it. He saw something in me right away mm-hmm. That I was wrestling with Didn't see it myself And eventually After coming to grips with it And being on the fast I went on the fast for two months
2: Wow um, And Literally the second day Within that uh, On that fast um, God just revealed to me uh, Where where I was called to the ministry And what I was called to mm-hmm. And The first part of accepting What I was called to Was Uh, Me being developed as a minister, and even then, that was the process, bro. I was like, man, I don't want to do this. I have to get over myself, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, and I started to think, man, you know, I have a I have a great audience, you know, outside of Mm -hmm. the church. Yeah, you know, will I still have the same influence if I'm a minister? You know, Um. and uh, the, the question is, yes. And in fact, that that influence has expanded, mm. you know, to to reach people secularly and in the church. Yeah, and, you know, to be honest, it's, it's a lot of people I don't even know. They know my name, <laughs> and I yeah. don't even know them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and you know that that's that's a humbling experience so you know I, i'm terrible with eggs too if i don't see you on a regular basis or talk to you on a regular basis so it's hard for me to remember your name so i'm just like hey maybe i hate you
0: go with the most how you doing <laughs> right man man
2: so uh, man it's just i'm just humble and that experience really catapulted me into where i am now i'm still in that development process but I'm further
0: along yeah than where i was when i started so yeah okay man like I'm, I'm just taking it all in because it's like if if anybody was to know you you would never know your story and it's kind of like your circumstances didn't define who you was going to be in the future you didn't allow that to hinder you from what god calls you to you know be you know so i mean I think that's inspiring all by itself that's why i look like man like once you know you telling me that story and you know we, we talked before you know we, we once we connected i was just like man you would never know what this man has been through because the the type of um leadership he have you know in this podcast segment is it's all about you know mentorship leadership and just being accountable and having that accountable person in your life so i mean so like at what age did you feel you was ready to actually accept God calling over your life to be a minister? Like what age was that? Did it actually start?
2: Well, uh, you know, I'll be honest, you go back to my younger days. I was growing up, I was raised in the church. Okay. And, uh, you know, as a, as a young boy, I always wanted to be a pastor. I don't know why I was so obsessed <laughs> with that. But, you know, I, I wanted to be a pastor so bad and I'm trying to dress like the pastor all the time. And, <laughs> You know, it got you got out of hand, but as I grew up, I guess I got grew out of that. Mm-hmm. And um, but what really uh showed me that I had this, this gifted ability of leadership um, was through football, man. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I, I played football from the sixth grade. Uh played a little bit in college, mm-hmm. um, but I played all four years of high school. And um, you know that that really showed me, uh, in particular in high school, uh, this this gifted ability of leadership that I had, mm-hmm. um, and just how I was able to, you know, just make an impact on guys with my presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember the story how um, I went to go get my license. Uh, my senior year in high school I I went to go get my license so I missed our uh, this was the time where we used to have doubles they don't have this anymore. back in high school but yeah. we had double practices so uh, I missed the morning session and I was at the DOD all day and uh, I talked to my coach I am like coach uh, man I don't think I'm going to make it to the second practice and really I was trying to get out of going mm-hmm. but uh, he told me he said no we need you here <laughs> we need you here. And I and I I you know, I don't understand I'm like, Why is he saying that like that? You know, so I, I come back, I run and get changed for practice and I'm ready to go. And you know, everybody's just down and I'm like, Why is everybody so sluggish So mm-hmm. we have our second uh, practice and you know, um the coach pulled me to the side that practice and
0: said, If you were here um, in the morning session You would understand why I wanted you to come back wow. And it was a, It was a terrible It was a terrible practice because The team was without their leader wow. And that, that really Just showed me a lot yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. I didn't
2: understand the magnitude Of my presence You know what I'm saying And just even in that God was kind of Really molding me
1: mm-hmm. You know to be a great leader and And so uh, man if, if you talk to any one of those 42 guys that were on that team to this day they, they, they'll tell you man I will never forgive this
0: guy man. Man, that is really a humbling thing wow. um, and that's how I knew that leadership was in me so I guess for uh, being a minister uh, God was kind of always um uh, molded me for that in mm. some facet of my life okay you know, he's kind of always molded me for that moment but i have now been a minister for two years now okay two <laughs> years looking, it seems, yeah it seems longer right seems, yeah yeah that's why i'm like <laughs> what age man because it seemed like it started like you say man you was younger like i'm thinking maybe you're nine years old you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if I was in the Baptist church man, they like to start young, exotic. Mm. I wasn't in the Baptist church band, but um yeah, you're right. Um it, it um I think just that natural leadership ability is why I was just able to to just kinda step in and and, and not only that, but um as I said, it was it was it was some uh, times where I had to get get over myself, you mm. know. And you know times where I didn't want to wear a suit.
2: You know yeah. times where yeah. I had to just you know be a kid, I, I live your life. Certain, yeah, I, I didn't want to be around certain people because I don't want to seem old. And I care
0: really too <laughs> much about my image. Yeah, definitely you know? mature, <laughs> man. you mature for it. like you. It's like you've been here before. You, you like beyond your time. What they say like you've been here before, man. You beyond your time. So like.
2: Yeah, it is, yeah. You're right, man. Yeah. And, um, but it,
0: it's all credit to. Um You know God And mm-hmm. also to Definitely in placing the right The right people in my
2: life Um You know my, my mentor now I don't know if I can say his name On here But uh I
0: mean you know, I know he is man <laughs> uh,
2: Yeah he is man I'm telling you Um He really has played A tremendous part in me He's helped me Get over myself Um mm-hmm. uh, I think that the, the thing about what, what makes Leaders Great leaders Um uh, is that
1: They're great leaders in public But mm-hmm. that's only because They went through a process Of development in private Right, right you know? And and a lot of times people don't get to see That process of development mm-hmm. Because it's meant to be a private process Right And so, you know uh, when, when me and my mentor When people see us and we exchange dialogue You know Somebody's saying, Well, why did you talk to him like that? Mm-hmm. Why does he talk to you like that? Well, that's because we have a relationship. Yeah. You know,
0: and I know a lot of people would be like, Man, you know, you're supposed to be, that's your leader. You're supposed to be fear and trembling when you talk yeah. to him. But no. um, again, it's, it's a process that um, we have, man, we have had some serious conversations. Mm-hmm. He has gotten to know me. And uh, at times, he's had to be more than just. Mentor, he has to. Be, he has had to be uncle. He has had to be father. Yeah, and he doesn't have a son. But if he did, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is. I would be his son. It's gotcha. way, as a matter of fact, he would tell you, "I'm his son." That's same. That's same. I'm his son. You know, and um, I, I, I love it. I love how you he, pulled me to the side and said, you wrong for this." You can mm-hmm. fix that. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, um,
0: you can definitely hold you accountable. Okay.
2: He, he holds me accountable for sure. For sure. And I'm a person who doesn't uh, simply want to be in authority.
0: I want to be under authority. Got gotcha. you. Because the only way that I know that I'm going to be a
2: capable leader is if, is if I'm under authority. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to submit myself before That's I it. expect anybody to submit themselves to me. That's it. So,
0: uh um, yeah, man, and I I submit myself to him, man, and I just I appreciate
2: the relationship. But um, I rambled on about that, but um,
0: I know, man. Like I was saying it started like I young. Saying, I could man. see the relationship most definitely, man.
2: Yeah, man, it, it, it was,
0: it's been organic for sure. You mm-hmm. know, um, there are a lot of people who have tried to play that role, and it's like, nah, mm-hmm.
2: you know. It's like, well, it um,
0: wasn't genuinely it's, happening so it was like it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't the same type of um it's kind of like like you said it's just genuine It's naturally happened it didn't it wasn't forced yeah. it was like like you said god placed him in your life at the time where For you sure. felt you were lost he found a perfect For person sure. that can find you maybe the answers that you needed you know so i mean i i definitely know how uh you know i know your mentor i know i know him and he is he's a he's an amazing man he's uh a great you know leader and um is 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 already kind of said you know how you already expressed the importance of you know having a mentor you know having that leadership and that being in your life so it's like are you basically i mean i know you into your you, you you are you're doing a mentor program also you know so it's like you do you feel like you want to give back, kind of like help the kids that, um, kind of went through the same thing you went through, you know, cause it seems like, I'm not sure, you know, we never talked about how is your relationship with your father or, you know, I don't know. So how, how is relationship with your father? Is he active in your life or is he like, how is that? I don't think we ever got to ever to talk about that if that's not too personal. Yeah,
2: no, not at all, man. I don't mind being open about it. So, uh, I'll admit that, um, uh, You know My relationship with him Is uh, Is ever Is ever Growing You know Um, And I don't mean that Because it's always been good Mm -hmm. Um, I've had to Learn What not to do Through through his mess ups And
0: his mistakes (laughs) Yeah um, I can relate man
2: (laughs) I mean I'll tell you this I I don't mind sharing with that Um, Just recently I don't yeah you know, maybe not just recently, but it's been about three four years now where um, during the time of me fasting mm-hmm. about
1: you know my role in ministry and accepting uh where I am now is that God spoke to me and said that uh, you have to get rid of this bitterness that you have towards mm-hmm. your father, mm-hmm. and you know God said that you got to stop praying about.
2: Me changing him. There you go. Because the reality is that he he may never change,
0: mm-hmm. and you need to start praying more about changing how you respond to yeah. him, yeah, to the way he is. Because in actuality, some things that he says and do, it's not merely him, but it's the spirits and the demons that he's dealing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so I have
1: to check my response. <laughs> and so. um you know he uh, really wasn't uh, he really was started out being a great father Mm -hmm. you know started out being a great father and then life happened marriage got tough Mm -hmm. you know Bill started to weigh on him and Mm -hmm. he had a family and you know it was easier to walk away than it was to stay Mm -hmm. and so that's what he chose but when he chose to walk away he abandoned his family and he you know kind of left some hurt in his older because I'm the second oldest four
2: of us, okay, okay. so my older brother stepped the need to you know step up and be the man of the house, mm-hmm. and he had to abandon his his teenage years of you know having fun, yes yeah. he felt like he needed to be the man, so he feels better for that, and then you know my my younger brother my younger sister and myself we all felt like okay you know why is dad abandoned? us why Mm -hmm. is dad leaving you know um, with no explanation you know and and so I think that um, yeah we definitely grew up to uh, have some hurt some dad hurt but again here's where the mentorship comes in because um, you know (laughs) my mentor really helped me he challenged me to deal with Mm. You know, he he told me one critical thing. He said that if you're ever going to be a leader, you are going to have to deal with all your personal issues before you get to your position of leadership. Otherwise, you are going to bleed on the people that you lead. Wow. And they're going to be hurt by you because it's not necessarily you, but it's those fatherly issues that you have dealt with. That you're bleeding on other people about. So, um, wow. And <laughs> when, uh, it, it, so, you know, it's like, it's a difficult process because you have to examine yourself mm-hmm. because you're at this place of, you know, the, the yes, he did what he did, but then it's like, what are you going to do about it? You yeah. Know? What are yeah. You, where are you going to go from here?
0: Yeah. Are you going to forgive and move on and say, you know what? He may not have been the best father, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I still have the greatest father in heaven. That's it. You know. That's it. And and I'm not going to allow what my earthly father did to me to hinder me from what my heavenly father wants me to do here on earth. Man, and man. So, um, man, I, I I'm not ashamed about. I had to go to counseling, and I still talk to my counselor. And it's healthy for me. And that's, 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 that takes that, that may be what a lot of, you know, even myself may need because I don't have the best relationship with my father. And, um, like I, I tell everybody, I say, only, reason why I, only way I get through it is knowing that, you know, I got a God, I got a father who would never leave me or forsake me. Sure. So I think that's what yes. keeps me going. And, um, just to hear how you, you know, how, like I said, you would never be able to tell when it's like, you know, true leaders, you really you know, when you get close to them, you get to know their story, but you know, you don't, yeah. you don't necessarily know they've been through something until they tell you about it because they don't wear it on right. their shoulders. So, I mean, I, I definitely see that in you a lot and uh, I agree that every man needs another man to challenge him to want to succeed. So, it seems like you got yes, that sir. challenge. seems like you definitely yes, got that, uh, that, that mentor, that person who's who's allowing you to succeed and, you know, another thing is, you know, we like that, you know, in this generation, this generation. Yeah. We lack leadership, yeah. and even in the world today, you know everyone's seen yeah, what happened science. with the the capital and all that you know that all starts from the top that starts from who leading the country who Absolutely. leading us as you know as Americans, so I mean not Absolutely. to get political, but it's just like when you lack that leadership, it's like you you blind, you leading everybody on the street, yeah. you know, so uh, yeah. that's very important, you know that you're able to express that because I think as men we're not vulnerable enough and I think I uh, I just recently got into um, reading more books instead of listening to music and um, one of the books um, is uh, Cry Like a Man powerful book man um, one of the things that he was talking about was like you know he learned how to be a great father because his dad and his father laid out the perfect guide to what not to do <laughs> so it's like those who hurt the most you know even me you know with me not having the best relationship with my dad I said you know because of that I want to be I'm gonna be a greater dad you know it's like because I was fatherless you know in a way you know I had he was he was in my life he wasn't in my life as he should have been but because of that I'm gonna be a better man and I think you you show a great example of that because like I said you know you being a, the, the type of guy I know you as you know you lead well you know you ready to you know, you're a great, men- you already got the mentor thing going, you know, you got people looking up to you. So, you know, everything that's going on, You despite everything that's going on, you still look at it as like, man, I got a job to do. I got I to help these young men who are lost in the world right now. You know, if we all had that mindset, man, I don't think it'd be as much killing, you know, because when you don't have that father in your life, you don't have that man, you don't have that father figure, it's easy for you to go to the streets. It's easy for you to go into gangs and you go looking for that love and and they start telling you lies and telling you, you know, I mean, they they give you they give you all the stuff and tell you everything that you, you know, you want to hear to make you feel like you're secure. But in actuality, you know, you really probably shouldn't necessarily be following after that person. So, I mean, um, with all that being said, it's it's, it's safe to say, you know, um, you should have mentors in your life. You know, um, from our lessons, you know, as we, you know, we study together, we go to, you know, leadership together, uh, men's ministry together, and and it's a lot of stuff I picked up on, you know, a lot of stuff that I've learned. And I've learned that, you know, you should always surround yourself around people who are like-minded. You know, it's important that you don't surround yourself with the opposite of you, you know, people who are meant to build you, people that it's gonna help you grow. You know, you got that that trusted friend, you know, you you got the trusted friend, you know, somebody who you can trust wholeheartedly, somebody you're not afraid to confide in. But then on the opposite side, you got that accountability partner, somebody who you can expect to hold accountable, somebody you can expect you to, you can, uh, they'll hold you accountable for your actions. You know, somebody who may not tell you what you want to hear, like the trusted friend. And then most importantly, you got that mentor, that person who, who there to guide you, empower you, inspire you to be a greater you. So I mean at the same time at the you know, everything a person go through, if they got those uh three main people in their life, I feel like that it might be a little easier. Because I think as you go through life and as you grow, um you have to allow your circle to change. You know, if you if your values change, the people that you're around should change. Like like i said i I can count on my hand how many people in high school that i uh I still talk to and and that's only because it's not it's not a negative thing, but to me it's just growth it's just me maturing seeing that those people who I surrounded myself with people that I try to shelter myself around just to seem cool was really the people that was making me more distant from god and and I think having that relationship with God is very important so you you were a good example to that because um as i grow and as i grow in, in in closer relationship with jesus and god you know god it's it seems like i become more unworthy i see myself like man how how could somebody want to love a person like me you know and i think when we beat ourselves up like that man that's what causes us to really um hinder ourselves from being a better us yeah so I think that I think that
2: um, you know when we talk about love, man, and I wrote
0: a book um, you did um, man, you wrote a few you wrote a book you wrote a few books man i i, I had I definitely got to get to reading them, Because you know, when you speak, yeah. I'd be like, man, he got some words that <laughs> you could take down and you could you know really live live with, so get into that right. like
2: yeah, yeah man, uh so when you know I talk about. You know, uh, where love comes from For me, God is love Mm -hmm. And, you know, without understanding God's love You really don't have
1: the ability to love yourself Right, right You understand what God Like that God loves you so much That everything that you do He's not even holding it against
2: you He wants you to repent So he can let it go Right. He doesn't want to hold it against you. Right. You know, and uh, man, when I realized that how much God loves me, that I couldn't even wrap my mind around it, that it was incomprehensible. Man, that gave me the strength and the ability to love myself and to be okay with what, I, how, what areas I'm flawed. Yeah. You know, and and just loving myself gave me it. It. it, it uh, really gave me that ability to love someone else yeah yeah
0: but that love portion it stems from god yeah. do you understand how much god loves you how much he sacrificed how, how much he wants you to forgive and repent mm-hmm. and turn away from some of the things that you do mm-hmm. man like it's, it's i'm telling you man it's just it's it's like I don't even understand it. It's unexplainable. You know, I already I mean, hear you, man. It's, un, it's <laughs> unexplainable, man. And, um, but not to, not to switch the subject real fast, I want to do go back and ask your questions So Go ahead, man. It, it, it was something about men, mentorship, and uh,
2: I, I was uh, beginning to touch on the fact that uh, before I even became uh, a mentor at our uh, church, uh, I was mentoring uh, kids in foster care mm-hmm. uh, uh, between the
0: ages uh, of as from as young as five all the way up to eighteen. Okay, uh, I had several kids right. who lived in the roughest parts of the city. I mean, rough ghetto parts. Yeah, yeah, um, of the city, and I had to take them far out of their element. Mm-hmm. You know some of them never been
2: downtown before yeah couldn't could could point out the series uh the willis tower but man you know couldn't tell you how to get there you know and i had to take them out of their environments and and really show them something different yeah what really what uh what really made me want to be a mentor was that i wanted to give to kids what my dad
0: didn't give to me right I thought that that was the biggest way that I could give back. Yeah. And I thought about, what
1: did I want from my dad? Hmm. My hmm. brothers always loved when he came around and gave out money. Mm-hmm. But to me, I never really
2: cared. I took the money, but I didn't really care for it. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, I stopped taking the money. Right. At one point,
0: I stopped taking the shoes, stopped taking the clothes. Mm-hmm. Because I
2: understood what I really wanted. And that
0: was time that man. <laughs> oh, man, that was definitely like <laughs> something that was next I was touching on but go ahead man, that's deep
2: Yeah man, I, I wanted his time and his presence and as I became, uh, starting to mentor to first of all, the kids who didn't know me, it's one thing when you're mentoring to your kids in the church mm-hmm. you know, they may know you their brothers may know you, their families may know each other, mm-hmm. but these kids who don't know me Mm-hmm. And I, I could never forget My first mentee He said to me um, Are you going to leave me Wow I said no Why Why would you say that He said Everybody that comes in my life Leaves me Wow And I, I, I just
0: Man <laughs> I had to think I had to hey. be very calculated About what I said to him Yeah I said As long as as you are in this mentoring program, mm-hmm.
2: I can do nothing about where you end up at in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're in this mentor program, Man. I will be your mentor. Man. And even if you're eighteen, I will give you my number
0: mm-hmm. and I will
2: be your mentor.
1: Mm-hmm. And still talk to you. I have a
0: personal just attachment to him. I guess because he's my first mentor. Gotcha. Ever. Yeah. Um but we still talk. I still go by the house. I still drop off Christmas gifts. Man. I still—he's on—he's—he's he's ten years old now. Okay. Uh, that was when—that was when he was five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I still keep in touch with him, man, um, and their families, and um, yeah. I, I mean, that—that that for me really let me know that I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that—that
2: that they just.
0: One time. That's it. That's know? it. That's it. And, they just one time. And that's. And, and I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. know, go ahead. I was. just saying. You know, I feel like um, that is the most valuable thing you can own. is time. So it's like when you look back yeah. at the. You know, everything that you like. You become successful. You become. You know, with anybody, they become successful. They become who they always wanted to be. When you can look back and you ask yourself, right. how much time. Is it going to be occurred on a receipt? If I had a receipt and it printed out all the time I've gave, you know, not the time I've wasted, but the time that I gave to a person to talk to him, to help him, you know, to, to um, lift them up, you know, maybe do any, you know, homeless man, you give him a dollar. You know, how much time have you actually given? Because that's the most valuable thing you can own is time. Because when you give somebody your time, it shows them how much you really care. It shows them how much yeah. it's not, it's not a material thing. I think it's an emotional thing. It shows wow. that you really care about that person. So, I mean, for you to say that you wanted time, man, time is, is man, that, that's a topic that I think a lot of us don't really know about because we look at it like, man, yeah. we're looking for, we're trying to speed up time and get through the pain, the hurt the agony, everything that we going through, we trying to speed through it. And we speed through it with, you know, material things. You know, we, we we waste our money instead of investing. You know, we we don't wanna actually go through the process of uh, hurting. We just try to go straight through all of the loving and care. You know, we don't wanna go through that because yep. we afraid that once we go through it, it's gonna, you know, change us. But it might, it, it's gonna change you, but it's, I don't feel like it'll change you for the worse. So, I mean, man, like time is, is, is that's a big deal. So, I mean, you just wanting that. And I think you asking that question. I asked when you said that, I said, what did I want for my dad? And, it, and, you, and you're right. It's not the money. It's the time. Because I think I hold uh, unforgiveness a little bit. And I say that because, you know, I don't think whenever I talk to him, it's genuine. I don't think it's a conversation where it's like. Hey, I miss you. I love you, you know. It's like I know I don't hold any grudge, but I always look back and say, "How do you feel about being as absent as you was? Not giving me that time that I wanted or not that I wanted, but that I needed as a man yeah. to grow, you know, teach me some things and I'm not going to seem uh ungrateful because I have uh a few mentors in my family, a few father figures in my family that, you know, took me in and um kind of helped me be the man I am today and with that I just feel like you know it's it's funny because I be, I always told myself I was just like why I, I, I'm grateful for it but I'm still angry because I feel like it's not your job to do this it's his job he helped create me <laughs> and it was like I came to a point where I was just like you know I shouldn't feel this way I should thank God that he put these people in my life but then some days I go back to it and I just be like it's your job you know when i got married and you you know you you wasn't at my wedding you know You, i got married you went you went at my wedding but i'm just i'm like man you know you wasn't there you know you you couldn't even come to the most important day one of the most important days in my life my graduation you know things like that yeah. it's time yeah. so it's like because until you can get that time back or acknowledge that you know you was absent because i think that conversation has to be had where, you know, you have to talk about, you know, that person has to at least admit that fault and say, you know what? I was wrong for not being in your life more. I was wrong for not being at your first game, being in your, being at your wedding, being at your graduation, stuff like that is like, that's what matters. Not if you show up at the very end and now you're trying to, re, you know, fix what was broken. And no, I think once you can admit, you know, you're not just trying to come into the picture and, you know, and And I think that's just the the world today you know we don't we don't yeah. want to own up to what we did that was wrong and not not talk about the president but you know we <laughs> don't want to own up to what was wrong and that as a leader yeah. you know that's 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 a a flaw that will cause a lot of hurt a lot of uh misguidance in the future so i mean man um that's, that was powerful though man that was powerful <laughs>
2: I want to share real quick what um, what our pastor
0: really helped me with. Go for I mean, it. Help me. <laughs> and it was, this was this was a big deal to swallow. I said I said to him in our in our conversation. Um, I said, Pastor, how do I deal with this
2: this acceptance? This this it's like my father. I don't know if he's he's jealous of the man I'm become. I, I, I don't know what. What to put my finger on, but you know, how do I deal with it? And he didn't give me, you know,
0: a radical eye opening response. You know, the light bulb didn't go off when he said it, but it was very critical and very powerful. He said, You have to go on
2: and go forward in what God has for you Mm -hmm. because what you're seeking, you may not ever get from Him. You may not ever hear him say, "I'm
0: sorry for all the things I did (laughs) or didn't do, son." Wow. You may not ever hear him say that. Wow. And so you have to be okay. You have to be okay. The Bible tells us that we don't have to like our our mother and fathers. This tells us to honor them. That's it. That's it. You don't
2: don't have to like them. You don't have to like what they did. You don't have to. You don't have to like who they are. Mm -hmm. But you must honor them. That's it. That's it. Wow. And ever since he told me That he made it so critical So plain and he told me Mm -hmm. You know what it is you may not know You may not and you may be assessing it wrong Mm -hmm. You know because he Isn't speaking on it
0: You don't know However you have to go for it In what God is calling you to do Yeah And
2: uh, man I I took that very Very simple Mm -hmm. Thing he said and i went
0: forward man man that, forward. <laughs> yeah that, that that's hard to i mean that that's a lot to accept because it's like i say yeah. you you hold somebody to a certain standard and i say um me me watching you know sometimes you watch a movie you may read a book and you see how a father treated that uh or you know how a father should treat their kids so you hold them to yeah. that standard but like you I think that's 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 that is powerful. You know, you do have to accept the fact that you may not ever get that. I'm sorry, that thank you. So, just like everything else, you kind of, you know, you have to move forward. You don't let that hold you back. So, so man, like wow, <laughs> I'm like that helped me. I'm sure it's gonna help somebody else, man. That that helped me. It does, man. And and you know, it's it's it's. I hope it really does because you know the reason why we have these generational cycles in our in our families it's, it's really because of uh, it stems from the
2: sins of the father mm-hmm. you know the sins of the father have a tremendous impact on the families whether he was a father that didn't bother uh, a father that abandoned mm-hmm. or just not a good father period mm. um we really have to uh, Make a decision on our own accord. Yeah. And this is what I said. This is what I tell myself. I said in the mirror every single day that your father will be the last fool in this family. <laughs> I say that to myself every single day. Man. Upon many things that I do, I know yeah. myself every day, but that's one of the things that I say because I know what kind of weight I carry.
0: Right. I know
2: what I know. There's certain things about myself that I have to deal with
0: mm-hmm. so that my children won't have to carry. Right, right. You know, there's certain things that I'm carrying I didn't ask to carry.
2: But because my dad yeah. didn't deal with it now, I got a piece of him mm-hmm. that I have to deal with. And then I don't understand,
0: why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like that? Yeah. It's because I'm carrying
2: something, you know what I'm saying? that's that I it. didn't ask for. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't create. But it was embedded in me And so mm. You really have to
0: uh, If you're ever going to step into that role of mentorship and, and, and mentorship doesn't mean that you're perfect Yeah You know Being a mentor you Absolutely Your mentees will see your flaws Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a the mentor They will see all the good things And they will see all the not so good things mm. About you. But that's okay That's okay You know Um it's, as long as the good far outweighs the bad, that's you know, it. That, that, that's more important. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just that
2: me personally, uh, I understand what kind of weight I'm carrying, so I know that I have to deal with my issues mm-hmm. so before my issues deal with me. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. And 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 so, you know, the difference between a season and a cycle. Is that seasons are meant for you to go through them
0: and come out? <laughs> Say that, man. They're temporal. Say that. Yeah, ten- the season is the temporal thing. You're meant to go through it, but at this point in time, you're meant to come out of it. Yes. You know, and and what makes it a cycle is when it's continual, mm-hmm. and the only way that you break the cycle is when you decide to break it. When
2: you decide to stop doing something, Man. when you decide to end it. And that's why I say every day that my father will be the last fool in this family. Because I, I carry the weight of changing that. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm not the oldest one in my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the youngest one either. Mm-hmm. But however, it's amazing to me that my oldest brother looks up to me
1: and mm-hmm just as much as my youngest
2: brother mm-hmm. and my youngest sister do. Mm-hmm. So I understand the weight I
0: carry. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? I, I, I am meant to break this cycle. That's and it, And it will be broken. It, it will. It will. It will be broken. It, I could, I could I already, it, it seems like it's already, I mean, it's broken. You know, even it's if you it. feel it's not, even if you feel like it's in the work, it's in the progress, you know, it's, it's still loading, you know, buffering, but I feel like it's already yes, broken so. because... The maturity isn't defined by age. It's defined on how you make decisions, you know, how you react to things. And I think the way you, you look at things and speak on things, some people just don't see it that way. And I think that God has granted you that wisdom and gave you that knowledge that you have. And he gave you the ability to share it with everybody else. So my question is, do you feel like um, the leadership that you have—do you feel like leadership in general? Can you do you feel like it has? Can it be inherited, or do you feel like it should be earned? Uh, well, you know, uh, it can—it can be both. Mm. It really depends on you know um, your 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 life. You know, pretty much. I think that um, there are there are natural leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they are major leaders. You know? Okay. Okay.
2: Um, yes, I, I, I think really the critical thing is what
0: kind of leader do you want to be? Okay. There you go. You know, uh-huh. you know, um, you, you can again <laughs> be the leader uh, who's not accountable. We, we know who we're talking about here. This this yeah. perfect person, you know, that's in office right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You want to be that leader who doesn't hold themselves accountable, doesn't do what they say, isn't a man of their word. Yeah. Uh, you know, thinks that um, they can do whatever they want with no consequences. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, um, doesn't, doesn't feel responsible even for the people who follow them. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it all comes down to what kind of leader do you want to be? That's the question. And um, as I said, A great leader has to be processed, you know. Mm. Has to be processed. You 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 spend a lot of time, and and I know this because this. Although you know, again, I'm viewed as a great leader. I consider myself to still be under the dirt, Mm -hmm. and a good leader spends a lot of time under the dirt. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, uh, it's interesting that in with a plant. That's uh, the seed that's planted under the dirt. Uh, the process is taking place under the dirt. Mm-hmm. But what we see is we see the flower or we see the tree. Yeah. But there's a whole process taking place.
0: Yeah.
2: Under the dirt the whole time,
0: man. And <laughs>
2: and, and if you want to you know realize what kind of leader that person is, you got to go to their roots.
0: There you go. <laughs> you said it, man. Oh man! Yeah,
2: you, you, because I mean, who who are you connected to? Because who are you connected to will tell you what kind of leader you are. Exactly. You exactly. know who, who processed you? What processed you? You know, was it a healthy process? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think,
0: and and as individuals, we have to do this. We we don't like to do it. Certainly, I don't like to do it. But it, I know that it's necessary. Is that we all have to stand in the mirror. And look yeah. at ourselves. Yeah. And
2: for some of us that is that's that's not
0: pretty. Mm, nah. And and what would what would make somebody uh
2: um, not want to deal with themselves is when they know it's ugly. But instead of standing in the mirror and dealing with it, mm-hmm. because see you don't know that if I if I've got shaved eyebrows, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know,
0: something like that If there's something, you know, on me that doesn't look right Mm -hmm. I don't know that it doesn't look right Unless I stand in in the same uh, In front of something that reflects Right, right
2: What I really am You get
0: what I'm saying? Get you, brother And so, man, we gotta all put ourselves in that mirror and, And deal with, okay, man Look, this is difficult I got dad hurt I got mother
2: hurt mm-hmm. I got I've been Molested I've been raped Or whatever It is But I have to do it I gotta sit In front of this mirror It's uncomfortable Yeah But the only way I can get past What I see Is if I Deal with it That's If it. I sit Down And deal with it And uh My uh First book Talks about this Um And there's really a theory that I've come up with, Mm. uh, and it's called uh, CDC. Okay.
1: And uh, CDC, uh, it it really stands for uh, Comfortable in Dysfunction Condition. Okay, okay. And the the reason why it is a condition and not a disorder is because for anybody who was in the medical field or into psychology Mm. or or social work, you understand that a disorder is a systematical disruption of function. It, it means that the individual cannot control it. So schizophrenia, yeah, yeah, is a disorder. Wow.
0: You know, bipolar is a disorder. Mm-hmm. A manic depression, is a, it's, it's, it goes beyond the person's control. But a condition is a state of being in which a person chooses wow. to be. And so that's if deep.
2: a person is living in dysfunction, it's not because
0: the, that they couldn't control it, it's because they're choosing to live it. Yeah. Yeah. You you have a choice. There
2: there there comes a time and everybody's like, Well they have a choice.
0: Yeah.
2: Am I gonna continue the cycle? Yeah. Or am I gonna break
0: it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And that's and, and bring it that's Go proof ahead, man. man that's 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 proof because i i feel like i'm proof from that because uh, many don't know me i mean like when i say know me it's like know how far i've came so i mean i've yeah. i was born and raised in chicago illinois born and raised in the hood i'm an inglewood boy but i don't show that and that's because you know i thank god that i was removed from that you know and i didn't use it as a crutch you know, I didn't say, oh, because I'm from the city, I got to act like I'm from the city. You know, I pulled myself away from that environment and I pulled it out, out away from me mentally. And that that's to say, you know, many people that's in the city feel that because they're in the city, they got to live a city life. No, you can be whoever you want to be. You know, you don't have to adapt to your environment. You can remove yourself away from it if it's not healthy. So, I mean... Man, that's that all. Make, that that makes sense a lot because, like I say, I I see how far I came, and you know, my my younger brother when he he hears that, he he hears that you know how um, I'm living. I mean, in his eyes, I'm living a good life, you know. And I tell him, I say, because I allow God to lead it, I gave God the strings to to move me you know i'm not i'm not walking blind you know and that's that's where it comes to being a leader if you you don't you don't have good leadership you don't have good discipline you can't lead and it's safe to say you know even with you being a leader you once got to be a follower and i feel in my heart and my mind i'll forever be a follower of christ i don't i would never be a leader like he's a leader and once you accept that whoever you see as your leader you know when you learn that you are supposed to follow that person you may one day become a leader you might not become that type of you know a a leader on that level but you will one day become a leader but first you must follow but you just got to make sure whoever you following is leading you down light they're not leading you into darkness because like i say it's confusion all around you know because some some people don't really know who to follow in. I think with your mentorship program, you're giving the kids um, that the hope that they need, you know, because in our in our generation, there aren't as many, you know, um, God fearing leaders, you know, people that because my, my question is to you, you know, as you grew up, um, I'm sure, you know, I don't know if it was the same you know we not we not far in age or anything but it wasn't popular to go to church it wasn't popular to read the bible it wasn't popular to quote, quote scriptures cuz you you know if you you post some crazy on facebook right you post say you post um you react to the, the 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 um trump supporters tearing up the capitol and you react to you know getting a stimulus check you know you write a post about all type of nonsense in the world that people Feed off of, you get crazy reactions. But let you post a scripture, let you post something that's going being, you know, knocking on somebody's door that's going to reveal who they really are, and they, they like, you would be like, hey, who you talking about? Like they felt it was for them, they take it personal. You won't get reactions that way. So how how is it easier for you to um to to kind of like just still be, you know, a young man deep into church? like how how did you how did you handle that because i feel some people may be battling with that i'm not because i am a am a proud um follower christ i'm public with it you know anyone that know me knows it but i feel like whoever's listening you know right now maybe they are battling with you know feeling you know like they're gonna be that eyeball. so how did you how would you say you dealt with that and um what you becoming, you know? What you being a man of God, you being a follower of Christ, and you may be surrounded by an opposite of that. How did you deal with that?
2: Well, I, I, I'll be honest. And I, listen, I'm I'm a person who I don't like to put sugar on anything mm-hmm. unless it belongs.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
2: when it comes to my tell telling my story to help others, uh, I don't put no sugar on it at all. I got you. Uh, I, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm that is, uh, I ain't gonna sit here and lie and say that that was something that's always, you know it has there uh, was a period in my life where I went to church mm-hmm. um, faithfully, I loved God, mm-hmm. I and was even certain and still cussed still had premarital sex mm-hmm. uh, still uh, was drinking Didn't, never smoked mm-hmm. but uh, just just I mean, outside of church, my to say I was a Christian was incredulous. Got. You. I mean, it, it was it was bad mm. uh, because my life didn't look any different from what you know someone who isn't in
0: church, mm-hmm. who isn't in Christ, were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, maturity changes your vision of reality. Right, and. Uh, I, I, I understood that as I matured, I'm like, oh, I, I really have a sermon that I put together that I haven't preached yet. We're waiting for and, it, man. Uh, We're waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I don't know. Too many people right now want to hear it, but this sermon is called I'm Nasty. Oh, man. And um, <laughs> and uh, that, that that really uh, sort of kind of helped me. God was talking to me. He told me, he said, you're nasty. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. nasty. Your life... Outside of church is nasty, Mm -hmm. and um, you know we know nasty can be can mean some good things, Mm -hmm. but uh, we talking about we talking about
0: the bad, right? Right. That it was it was it was
2: it was disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know the way I was living my life, and so I had to I had to begin to check myself and make a conscious effort Mm on my part to say, God, look. I, I don't got it all together, but show me, show me how. Sit right, sitting the right people, mm-hmm. and uh, gee, <laughs> you know my mentor, I'm just gonna say, yes. he sent me somebody who could help me through that. Who used to be nasty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got you. Like, I, I was nasty when he met me, mm-hmm. and he used to be nasty. So it, it, it really. You know that's why our relationship is so great we joke about it all the time yeah you know we joke about you know how we got women issues women problems being in leadership mm-hmm. you know uh but um uh, yeah i mean I, I i struggle with that and so i made a conscious conscious effort you know god i don't want to i don't want to be contradicted mm-hmm. you know i i want to Talk the talk because, and and I want to talk the talk and walk the walk. Right. Because there are too many examples of others out there who are talking the talk
0: Mm. and fail
2: miserably to walk the walk.
0: Wow. And I've had a first hand look at, I've had a
2: first hand look at how people, you know, I've admired, like, wow, God it's really blessing them. But Mm. in private, they're nasty, man that Man. And, and god brings them down god bring, and it's embarrassing it's embarrassing because they
0: thought the whole time that they could keep it up mm-hmm. they thought the whole time that I i could keep living this way yeah and i can still serve i can still be in this position yeah I mean, you know that's a dangerous place to be mm-hmm. definitely because oh my goodness it's so dangerous to be at a place where you are
2: comfortable with your sin. Now man. it's one thing is if a believer your 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 heart is right and you just struggle with some things. Yeah. There there's some great guys who are great
0: leaders mm-hmm. in churches, maybe in our church, mm-hmm. who struggle with porn. Mm-hmm. But they're great people.
2: They have a heart and they got some issues that they're trying to
0: deal with. Man, we we you go we're gonna talk about that, man. We're gonna talk about that, but that's gonna be on this. We gotta get a part two going, man. We we got some deep conversation. We getting what we say in the lion's den. We getting in it, man. But as we wrap this up, man, we gonna make we gonna get a part two. We got to, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. If y'all want to hit a, the rest of this, man, I, I I advise you, I suggest you to tune in to the next one because we about to get grimy. We about to get in somebody' house, so. Anybody that's yeah. listening to this one, stay tuned for part two. Minister Jarrell, he he's yes, he's sir. a powerful leader. He's a, a, a great mentor. So I say tune in and we're going to get to it. So thank you.